For me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, tell you about some stuff that that's out there. Sometimes it's things where you're like, I think I've heard of that, but I've never really bothered to dig into it. I'll do the digging for you, or Marissa will. I can guarantee by what you're going to tell us that no one has dug into the topic you're going to do today. Anyway, Not true. <laughs> in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. How's your day, Pete? Week, day. Two weeks. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Marissa, this week mm-hmm. I did something that's a little unusual for me. Okay. I spent time outside of work with people from work and all people that I like. Uh, so who is that? And it was very nice and it was very so relaxing and fun. <laughs> I won't name names, but I can only think of like maybe one, two. I want to see if they're the people I think or if I don't know who you like. I got a friend named Judy. Oh, I didn't know that. Pete's been withholding friends from me. Is one of them the person who listens to us? No, not this time. Sorry, Aaron. Don't be offended, though. (laughs) Next time, Aaron, maybe maybe he'll start revealing his other friends and you'll make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) So I ate too much food and I drank some sangria just a little too fast. (laughs) But it was... Did someone pee their pants? No. (laughs) But it was very nice to remember that I know really nice people, people that like oh. me. <laughs> I just said people. Marissa is so far away, and other people that I have learned to love are so far away. Sometimes I forget. He had to learn to love us. Sometimes he I forget. He didn't come naturally. It took a lot of work, <laughs> but with enough work, he pulls it off. But sometimes I forget that some of those people are still around. Uh, yeah, he thinks we die sometimes. <laughs> Marissa, how's your week? Oh, my week is... uh, Do you remember any dead friends? uh, I mean, I do have dead friends, but we won't get morbid. I drove past Uh, the cemetery recently and thought of your dead friend. Which one? I don't know if he was your dead friend, but like, associate. Who? The one where he wandered around the cemetery with Alicia trying to find his... Oh, 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 oh. R.I.P. Hutch. I think that's who you mean. Guys, I haven't pooped for weeks. I pooped yesterday because I used an enema. This is not a life a 33-year-old should be living. Pete's like, oh, I didn't know she was bringing up on the show. Well, surprise, bitch, I'm alive and <laughs> Anyway. That's living. Uh, so that's my week. I'm sure other things happen. Oh, so probably one of the reasons why I'm constipated is, do you ever, like, I know we don't really have snow days much as adults, but sometimes when you have time off that you didn't think you were going to have time off, like, the day just feels magical. I don't work weekends anyway. But right. the dude I'm seeing was supposed to go to work on Saturday and on Sunday. Turned out he didn't have to work any of it. So, like, instead of doing structured activities, it was we just ate so many corn nuts, different kinds of corn nuts. We kept eating ice cream. We ate french fries for multiple meals. We were like, just drink so much. We just like did like like stuff you don't let yourself do. 
And both y'all bitches is still skinny as hell, I bet. I mean, I don't know what to say. Actually, I'm quite loaded. <laughs> I'm quite loaded. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense if you haven't shit in days. Yeah. You know, here's something that's not fun. If you're seeing a doctor, at some point, you might be joking around, and he touches your stomach, and he goes, ooh, you feel like you haven't went to the bathroom in a very long time. Because he could feel the duty in your stomach. See, you come to me to tell you true stories. And that's as real as it gets. I hope nobody's, okay, tuning, in. I hope nobody's tuning in because they saw the name of the episode. <laughs> Guys, the WNBA will still come. Yes. Half of the reason you come to our show is for The our poop may hot not come. Poop. The WNBA is coming. <laughs> but don't you come half for our witty banter? A lot of people say they like our show because it sounds like we're right there with them. I would be talking about my duty to anyone yeah. else in my life. In fact, so it's not like I'm trying to be to fast about or gross it a second for you. time. <laughs> I talk to you. I know, but they don't know. Because I don't know that I told you that he touched my stomach and could tell there was duty in my stomach. So mm-hmm. not in my stomach. I didn't eat duty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to let us move on. <laughs> Marissa. Yep. In theme-ish. Although I hate to ask you this now, but it's what I wrote down. With uh, with my topic today, I had a couple of questions, but they were all like, they, I don't know, they were just too complicated and stupid. So instead I was going to say, what is your favorite concession style food? Like if you're going to a movie or a show or maybe a sporting event. Um. Like pretend you don't have food restrictions too. Oh, if I don't have food restrictions, it'd either be Twizzlers. Now the rest are non-restrictions. I could eat this now. Popcorn with a lot of butter or corn nuts. <laughs> I also really like So you really are living your best life. <laughs> yeah. I Even though I still haven't pooped, I ate corn nuts before I did the Skype. I can't stop eating corn nuts. Have you eaten corn nuts? No, I've not. Oh, my God. Corn nuts are so good. I was waiting for this. It's like, you're like, oh, junk food's fine. But, like, you get tired. Like, a potato chip, it's good. But, like, you've had a potato chip before. First of all, corn nuts take in the flavor powder so much stronger than potato chips. But second of all, the crunch is so layered. It's like, oh, my God. I can't believe corn nuts exist. They make me so happy. Also, hot dogs. All right. You? For me, it was hot dogs until one fateful Phillies game where I got really sick after eating uh, Philly's Frank, as they call them. Oh, because the team. I was like, yeah. why the hell do they call them a possessive of the city, Frank? <laughs> so now I think my go-to would be a nice soft pretzel. Mm, okay. Yeah. I would I love mean, to eat a cup of full of french fries, but yeah. I can't see a cup of french fries and be okay with knowing that I'm going to eat them all. Oh. The other thing that I discovered recently, at least at minor league baseball games, is that you can get Jack and Coke at a minor league baseball game for like 6 or $8. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I'd call that your average concession fare, but... Correct. Well sure. put. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, me and Pete have drinking and corn nut problems. Speaking of problems, you know what's a problem? No. Not enough recognition for the WNBA. 
Yeah. Sometimes I forget it exists. Today I'm going to tell you about why I like the WNBA, but I don't know if it's like why you should like the WNBA. Okay. So to start with some facts, <laughs> this is probably the... I'm not going to say it's the dumbest thing that I'm going to tell you, but basically, the WNBA is an organization that was made in 1996 as a female counterpart to the NBA. After this episode, call in and tell us what you think the dumbest thing Pete has said so far, either this episode or since this podcast started. Or if you've known Pete beyond this podcast, tell us the dumbest thing he's ever said. Okay, continue. Try to keep it to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you. You may not know this, but there are two other leagues under that umbrella of the NBA. So you have the NBA, National Basketball Association, the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Could you guess what even one of the other two are? Um, I don't. Something for um, handicapped people. And that would be a good one. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I supposed to say disabled? And no. The thing the Harlem Globetrotters are in, that's not under the NBA. That's just separate, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, let me try again. If you could think of baseball, for example. Minor league. Yes. And... (laughs) You're not going to get the other one. Elderly people. Asian people. (laughs) (laughs) Asian people. Speaking of Asian people, Jeremy Lin is a free agent right now. (laughs) Ooh. I'll buy him up. One of them is the G League. What does that mean? As long as he doesn't have dreads again, I will allow you to buy him. I didn't even know that happened. (laughs) Or grades or whatever he did. Uh, The G League is like the men's minor league basketball, where basically there are teams that are affiliated with professional basketball teams. um, Uh And they have players on them, and sometimes a player will work hard enough to kind of get up to the NBA. Oh, really? I thought if you didn't get in after college... You. No. The, the G League is like an alternate route. In fact, Fred Van Fleet, who was one of the helpful portions of the Toronto Raptors winning the championship this year, was a former G League player, and I believe he got to the NBA in his like, mid-20s, maybe. I'm sorry, did you call him a helpful portion? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Here's the good part, Marissa. The second one... I'm rather- Portion. You're oh, a helpful portion of this podcast. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry. Um, the fourth one is the NBA 2K League, which is pro- professional with- gamers playing NBA 2K Live in video games. <laughs> wow, that's stupid. Uh, no, mind you, I like professional video gaming. You would. I just don't really think <laughs> it should be under the NBA. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it should be its own. But anyway, continue. There's also an NBA Summer League that runs in July right now. What does that mean? Um, And basically, this is people who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are going, like, affiliated with an organization. So let's say you were the fourth round draft pick of the Timberwolves. Okay. You don't know if you're going to play or not, and they don't know how good you are, and they have you participate in the summer league, and that way they go, oh, you know what, she looks good enough that we'll put her in the pros, or she looks like she has some work to do, so let's put her in the G League, and then she can, you know, become a better player before we bring her up. That sucks. Yeah, it's kind of... That sounds stressful, (laughs) and when do they get a break? Interesting you ask, because that will arise later in the show. The WNBA is the only women's league to be officially backed by the NBA, 
in the Are past. Are the ones the, unofficially back? There were, but they went out of business because the WNBA kicks ass. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That just made a noise. Continue. In the past, the, the NBA helped finance the league, and some teams <clears throat> are counterparts to specific NBA teams. But just because a team is in the same city or market as an NBA team, it doesn't mean that they are that those two teams are affiliated. Um, and I'll so explain. they give them like a a lady version, like the Knicks have the Knickettes. In the some cases, there was like, in some cases there were attempts to do that, but like. Ew, I was joking. There's the That's Chicago. Disgusting. None of them are that overt, but there's like the Chicago Sky, and then there's the Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Browns. The Chicago Bulls. Oh, what does that have to do with bulls? They don't. So those two teams aren't affiliated, but they are both in Chicago. Oh, I mean, yes. Similarly, Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Wings, another situation like that. Here are some teams. Actually, I just wanted to tell you, the first reason that I like the WNBA is because there are only 12 teams, and each team has a roster of 12 people on it, and so it's so much easier to keep track of who's who. I adapted pretty quickly. We have the teams... The Atlanta Dream, who are actually affiliated with the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know, Marissa, about okay. Hawks and Dreams. We have the yeah. Chicago Sky. <laughs> the Connecticut Sun, who are not affiliated with the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> okay. But they are affiliated with the Mohegan Sun uh, casino business and resort <laughs> business. And so okay. their jersey looks really lame because they took the same font that Mohegan Sun has. Anyway, you also Great. have the Dallas Wings. You have the Indiana Fever who are affiliated with the Indiana Pacers. Again, not seeing a direct connection there. Okay. You have my fave so far, the Las Vegas Aces. You have also the Los Angeles Sparks, who are affiliated with the LA Lakers. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what? There's two Sparks and Lakers? I don't get it. But, like, font-wise and design-wise, they have a lot of similarity. Also, I'm thinking nobody did better, so who the cares? This is a good one. The Minnesota Lynx, you remember what a lynx is, the animal? The cat thingy? Yeah. And the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know what? I'll take that. It's close enough. Boys are dogs. Ladies are cats, which, rude. Um, You also have the New York Liberty. Here's another one that's closely affiliated. The Phoenix Mercury and the Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. Okay. representatives. Sure. It should have been the Phoenix... uh, Mars and Phoenix Mercury. Venus. No. The Phoenix Moons and the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you also have the Seattle Storm, who I believe were actually affiliated with the Supersonics before the Supersonics, you know, fell apart and moved to another place. And then there's also the Washington Mystics. You talk as if we knew that happened. The Washington Mystics are in the D.C. area. So... It's a smaller group than the NBA, which means that over the course of a 34-game season, there are many rematches, which I find kind of exciting, too. In baseball, they play, like, three games in a row. Like, a team will play three games and then travel to the other team. Okay. They don't really do that in basketball until you get to the finals and the playoffs. And so, you know, the fact that these players get to see each other more than once is kind of interesting. The rematches and the 12-player roster, if you factor those two things in together, you start to learn who the players are pretty fast, especially when they have fun names like Kelsey Plum, Sugar Rogers, and Carolyn Swords. And that's just one team. (laughs) Okay. 
related to the size of the WNBA, I really like the players' camaraderie. Because there are a few teams, there are only 144 players. Thus, you can't run around acting like an a-hole because you could be teammates with that person next season. Mm, Okay. Many players have played with opponents, like opposing team players, uh, in the past. Coaches have coached opposing players in the past or worked under opposing coaches, you know, like been an assistant coach or something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. There's sort of an interesting professionalism and respect that, that seems to happen out there. But if you like drama, that could be a minus. Yes, yes. A player will foul another player, but then they will help them up off the ground. <laughs> I mean... And they won't, they won't do it in a rude way either. <laughs> okay. Like, I just knocked you down, let me help you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So another reason that I enjoy the WNBA, which, by the way, there was a game today at 3 o'clock, and I came home and immediately turned it on. <laughs> Wow, so you're really getting use out of this, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm watching as many as I can. On the teams, the players look like they're having fun with each other and sometimes even with the opposing team, and that's pretty nice. Sometimes NBA players look like they're having fun, but more so it happens in the WNBA. Drama is ratcheted down because of the professionalism that I mentioned before, as Marissa also indicated. Towards the sort of like mid and end of the season, there were people making fun of Kawhi Leonard because of his muted demeanor. Like he was, people would joke that he was a guy who just came to the court and that was his job. And then at the end of the night, he like hung up his jersey and went home and sat down to dinner with his family and never talked about work or anything like that. Why is that bad? It's not necessarily bad, but it's kind of funny because normally you're like a living brand and you're out there constantly trying to like... Oh, yeah, I guess so. That makes him cool. I think that's mysterious. (laughs) I kind of agree. But in this particular case, it's almost like you you show up, you do your thing, and then you go home. You have friends who are on other teams, that sort of thing. Just like you might, depending on what your job is, network with other people in your industry... It almost seems like WNBA players are doing the same thing. They're sort of networking with each other and making friends across the aisle, so to speak, in a political sense. Yeah. Um, and working to get along with one another, and I think that's nice. Yeah, I think that's definitely cool. <laughs> Why Each are you week, laughing? I'm laughing because I left at such a long pause. <laughs> oh. Each week, they Each have week? a game, normally at 11 or noon. Now, to the one that I came home to watch today was in Las Vegas, and it started at 3. So that was, I think, a, a 12 o'clock start time. I love watching these games because the stands are filled with kids having a ball. During the games, kids have fun and they dance, and, like, the camera zooms in on them. <laughs> and, like, some kids flex, and some kids dance like idiots, and it's just so Why fun. Why are they all dancing? It's because that's what you do when you're on the Jumbotron. <laughs> oh, I guess. Okay. And they play music, you know. They're not just dancing to silence. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like they're just straight up just dancing for no reason, just because, like, this is, you know, the WNBA. I'm like, I don't know. I have a vision in my head. I didn't say it right at all. And I think it's kind of fun because the I don't think that these kids' groups could afford to do this, like, to get the kinds of seats that they get at a real NBA game because it's so expensive. So it's kind of nice oh, to see uh, them oh, wait, getting a chance to see some athletics and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. No, that definitely sounds cool. Yeah. And it's kind of like you could tell like a, groups of kids have like 
the same shirt on, sort of. Not the same exact, like, one shirt. <laughs> but What? <laughs> they have similar shirts on, so you could tell they're parts of, like, the Boys and Girls Club or, like, a, an area basketball team or oh, something okay. like that. So I it's see. really cool. Okay. Also cool for fans, after every game, arena home players throw souvenirs out to the audience of fans. This could be anything from shirts to stress balls, and fans love it. I know I would. <laughs> Do you want to go to a game? Absolutely. Okay. I would have to go to Connecticut, New York, or Washington. That's the closest I could get. Which one do you think is most likely to happen? I don't know. Washington's okay. a pretty we'll good team. We'll talk about this later. But Okay. Yeah. Washington's three hours away. The Connecticut one is four hours away. Mm, yeah, no. So... Of course, at the Connecticut one, you know there's a hotel nearby because Mohegan Sun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I think that these players also, in the WNBA, go through things that NBA players would raise hell over. Marissa, I don't know if you saw this, (laughs) but in June of this year, you definitely didn't see this. In June of this year, which is only a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Indiana Fever had one game in Seattle... And one two days later in Indiana. Geographically, do you mm-hmm. know where those two places are? Say it one more time. Seattle and Indiana? No. Seattle, Washington, and Indiana? <laughs> I don't know where Indiana is. Okay, Indiana's kind of like near Ohio. Sure. Like, I think it's Pennsylvania, and then Ohio, and then Indiana. Okay. Oh, so it's far. Yeah. So they leave the game at 630 at night, and they're supposed to get on a plane at 7.30, except the plane gets delayed to 10.30 p.m., and then again to 1 a.m., and in the middle of that, they actually boarded the plane, and then they said, something's broken, everybody get off, and then they found an alternate plane, but the plane that plane was going to Atlanta, and it was supposed to connect them to Indiana, but when they got to Atlanta, they said, oh, there's no more planes that are going to Indiana, what? <laughs> so they had to get on a bus. Except, as Marissa has learned, and as I learned on a trip to Indiana, (laughs) like a bus driver can't drive for that long a trip because it's like an 8 to 10 hour trip. So they had to stop a few times and wait for another driver to show up so that they could keep going. Oh, yeah. The second time they stopped, the bus broke down, but the driver was able to fix it and get it running. Basically, they spent 22 hours traveling. And they had less than a day to rest before game time. Still, they only lost by four points to the Minnesota Lynx, which wow. is pretty good. <laughs> I don't even think they should have had to do it. But but I guess they're professionals. Yeah, yeah. You know what else? That's they crazy. get paid less money, but they still show up. How much do they get paid? Do you think? Or do you In know? In 2010, the minimum salary for a player with three plus years of experience is fifty-one thousand dollars. While the maximum salary for what? six plus years is one hundred and one thousand and five hundred dollars. So they the can min- make less than me. The minimum salary for that a doesn't rookie, feel right. The minimum salary for a rookie is thirty five thousand one hundred and ninety dollars. That's insane. You can't like live on that in most places. Thank you for mentioning that because we're transitioning into yet another contentious point with the WNBA. 
players want to play basketball, even though they're treated poorly by comparison, talking about the wages and that sort of thing. So many WNBA players supplement their salaries by playing in European, Australian, or more recently Chinese women's basketball leagues during the WNBA offseason. Fascinating. These leagues pay more money, so the players hop overseas for a bit, make some money, but often come back for the WNBA season. In this way... WNBA players are run ragged. While male counterparts have months in between May and October to rest, recover, rebuild, WNBA stars generally can't afford that luxury because once the season is over, they begin playing Euroball, which is a term that I didn't know. That's so sad. In a climate where young stars get paid tons of money in the the NBA, for putting their bodies through hell, WNBA players are doing their best, but they need to do more considering that their time to play is so limited. We know this when we look at sports, right? Like a young person can only play for so many years before they can't do it anymore, at least to the caliber that everybody wants them to. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're making less money, like if you're making Marissa money, no offense, of course, but if you're making, imagine you, Marissa, you're making this much money and you only have 10 years that you're allowed to work. You're not going to have enough money to live the rest of your life after that. Yeah, that's crazy. Women who began in 1997 have already certainly retired. And again, if you're making as much as a successful real estate agent or an effective salesperson, that's not enough to yeah, retire on for the years that you have left to live after you can't play anymore. Diana oh my Taurasi, God, that's so depressing. It is. But they're happy. <laughs> Are <laughs> like, they? Are no. They? It's definitely okay. lodged as an injustice in the WNBA. Diana Taurasi agreed to sit out of the 2015 WNBA season so that she could earn $1.5 million playing in Russia for the 2015-16 season. Damn! The same year, the maximum salary for the WNBA was $111,500. What? In 2016, Do they make so much money in Europe? Do people watch it more? I think so. I think, well, first, I don't know if this is true, and it does sound very ethnocentric, but I wonder if you're an American ball player going over there, you're already, like, upper crust, so, like, you're worth throwing mm-hmm. money at so that people will come and, you know, see you play. Okay. But, yes, I also wonder if perhaps there's more popularity in the female leagues in these other countries, and so that way, you know, they can afford to pay people more because they're making more money. Yeah, yeah. Man, I wonder. In 2016, the average salary was $75,000. Wow. This is really depressing. The trouble with going overseas, though, is that you could end up like a few players this season who went overseas to play at a higher rate but got injured while they were playing overseas. And when they came back, they can't earn the whole salary that they were promised because they're, they're injured and they aren't playing. I, I forget, I don't have the number in front of me, but, um, oh, it's right down here. Sorry about that. Well, I guess I'll get to the next point, but basically pregnancy is like injury. And so <laughs> uh, oh, you, can, you can earn like 50% of your salary. So another thing I wanted to mention was maternity leave as part of the WNBA's collective bargaining agreement, which was signed in March of 2014 and runs out in October of 2021. Players who get pregnant while under contract receive 50% of their salary while they're out and they have all their medical expenses covered by insurance. However, many seem to say that it is hard to return because of social opinions. A lot of the players feel like they need to prove themselves all over again when they return, despite several who have come back strong over the years. 
I don't know that this is necessarily a gender problem. I think Kevin Durant, after missing next season, is really going to have to reprove himself. You know, I think that happens a lot yeah. when someone has such a, a devastating injury. Um, not to say that giving birth is a devastating injury. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of the impact that it could have on your body, it could feel that way. Another thing is that teams have sponsors on the front of their jerseys. And while this may seem like a thing uh, to not like because people find ads gauche and cheap, I really love seeing the names of companies who are supporting women's athletics. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. If I were to see Geico on a Lakers jersey, that would mean nothing to me because you're putting your name on something that everybody's going to see. But when I see it on a Washington Mystics jersey, I go, go Geico. (laughs) (laughs) Better than all is your other commercials. Is that a real example or is that a real example? That's a real example. Okay. Um, a lot of times the sponsors are area medical companies. Um, I don't know how to say that, that correctly, but like big sort of medical facilities or providers in an area seem to be really popular sponsors. But the big teams gotcha. like uh, the Mystics and the Storm and that sort of thing, they tend to get a lot of uh, interesting, more corporate ones. Another thing that people complain about in the WNBA is that there's no dunks, but I don't really mind that. Uh, there are. Why are super, there no dunks? Are none of them tall enough? There are super tall ladies, okay? But what happened is when they adapted, they didn't really, I guess, adapt for the WNBA court. They pulled the three point line in four feet. Some people, oh, wait, I don't know if that's true. Some people say that they should lower the basket. Four feet. I think that's where the four feet is. They did pull in the three-point line, but some people seem to believe that they should lower the basket, and that way they would have dunks and they could do more by the hoop. Most of the time, you see yeah. layups, and you see creative dribbling, and you see passing, and you see you know like short-range shots and stuff like that. It's stuff that basketball used to be before it became a sport of like running over somebody and dunking on them or something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to orchestrate a play and carry it out and everything like that. And I think that's pretty fun to watch, too. I will say this, though. If you're saying, golly, Pete, you love everything about the WNBA. And now you're going to tell us what you hate? One thing I can't stand about the WNBA is that the broadcasters, whether it be male or female, always refer to the tall women on the team as the big girl. And while I know that they mean tall, nobody ever calls LeBron James big boy. (laughs) Yeah. They go like, look at the big man run the court. And I don't think that's very fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are some big reasons why I like the WNBA. I don't know that I really, <laughs> like, wrapped it up really well in terms of, like... I mean, that's of, like, a, glowing anna- a glowing endorsement if the only thing you don't like is that somebody they call girls big. <laughs> you know, like, another person, a different person, not me, could say they miss a lot more shots. The points aren't as high. Different things like that. But again, mm-hmm. if you're missing shots, it could be that you there's two reasons you could miss a shot. One, because you're well defended, or two, because you suck at shooting. And a lot of times, yeah. there's really good defense. I mean, honestly, when I was watching the playoffs, I felt like I forget which team. You were the, saying the Raptors before. Yeah. You said I think the Raptors like, could get the ball but not shoot it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like missing everything. My God, it was like ew. <laughs> so I feel like it can go both ways. Yeah, I agree. Just when Just, women do it more, it's like you—it's you complain faster, not you personally. 
Yeah. Excuse me, I also just burped involuntarily. Pete hates me. I think uh, I think sometimes too. This is just like any other subculture out there, sort of. Like I don't the goth. Subculture is the right word, but like you spend enough time with it. Like I don't know who famous skateboarders are besides Tony Hawk Tony and Hawk, Sean that's White. It. Yeah. That's a guy, right? Um, like you said, Sean Michaels. Sean White. <laughs> oh, that's He's, a snowboarder. Okay, same thing. See, so, okay. <laughs> and I only know those people's names because they're like big time celebrities and they have shoes and clothes and everything like that. So I don't know, but like if you if you for example, this happened to me during the Winter Olympics. I got to know losers. <laughs> oh, okay. And I got to remember people who were curlers, and then I get pissed off because I don't have the Olympic channel to watch curling now. So There's an Olympic channel? Oh, yes, there is. Oh, okay. And so, you know, like, you might be into, I don't know, like, Asian boy bands, and you might know everything there is to know about them, and when you sit and talk to people, they're like, what's wrong with you? There's you- never everything. You could never know it all. Continue, sorry. But similarly, I could have a conversation with somebody about the WNBA and a third person could be on the outside being like, what is this crap they're talking about? So, you know, I think ultimately just be into what you're into and know that if you decide to get into the WNBA, I got your back. You can always talk to me about it. Okay. That wasn't to you. Okay. I don't don't think you're going to do it. (laughs) But seriously, $18. Was it 18 or was it 17 I can't remember if it was seventeen ninety nine or sixteen ninety nine, but like you get access to one hundred and forty eight games. Yeah, I mean that's pretty great. That's crazy. That's absolutely great. <laughs> On Sunday, Marissa, I air quote watched four games. Uh, what were you doing at the same time? Cooking, cleaning. Okay. I was doing okay. a lot of stuff around the house. <laughs> okay. So Marissa, mm-hmm. being that we're nearing the end of the show, one, do you have any questions about the WNBA? Name a famous woman in it. Kelsey Plum is a really... I don't know if she's, like, famous, famous, but, like, do you know Sue Bird? I knew an old one that then became a commentator that was the sister of another basketball player. Okay. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Sue Bird, though, was a famous player. She has been in the league for 20 years. By the way, the league has been around for a little bit longer than 20 years. She's currently injured. She had, like, a very devastating injury, so she still shows up to the games, and she still sits on the bench, and she still yells at the refs when she thinks that they're bad calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not technically playing on the team or anything like that, but she's, like, a legendary, famous kind of person when it comes to the WNBA. I love Sugar Rogers. It was like the first game I watched, this lady came out and her name was Sugar Rogers. And I was like, oh my gosh, that lady looks like the coolest lady in the world. <laughs> There's Diamond DeShields. That's a real name. She sounds like a... Like a stripper. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> sounds like a stripper name. There's a, John Quell Jones. I'm scrolling through names now. Um, okay. but John I mean, don't Quell just Jones name names. It's pretty, pretty sharp. Okay. And yeah, with uh, with the injuries and stuff... Natasha Howard is the person who's taking over a lot of slack for the storm, uh, you know, with Sue Bird being out and stuff like that. Number one scorer right now is Dewana Bonner. And, uh, yeah, she plays for the Phoenix Sun. I'm sorry, the Phoenix Mercury. I keep getting... Because there's a team called the Sun, <laughs> I keep putting them in Phoenix, even though they're in Connecticut. Where sun, sun shines like half the year, maybe, if you're lucky. <laughs> so, what... what- 
what team should everyone check out? Do you have anything to plug first? Because I was going to sort of like oh. slip uh. it in with some plugs. <laughs> it's time for plugs. I mean, this isn't an amazing plug, but um, I don't know if you know, but there is going to be, I guess you could say, a sort of weird meta sequel to the original 90210. Uh, do you know about this? Have we talked about it? No. So, I mean, did you know there's going to be a new 90210? I thought they already did that. No, they did a, a like a like a revamp or whatever, or like or with a totally different cast. This will have all the original cast except for Luke Perry, of course, who passed away. R.I.P. Um, so it's gonna be a it's gonna take place after the original 90210 in the 90s, but it's gonna be about the actors doing a sequel. So it's a show about a show. <laughs> And there's going to be, but it's also going to be like a triple layer fake because like the actors are going to play themselves, but they're going to be actors playing their husbands and wives. It sounds very complicated. 90210 meets Scream 2. Means Scream 2? Meets oh. Scream 2. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So yeah, so I am rewatching all of the old 90210s in preparation, which by the way, let's say you're someone who likes a good like, just a show you've seen a billion times you don't really need to pay attention to i feel like friends is the equivalent of that if you run out of friends i recommend watching <laughs> old the show friends not if you run out of humans you can figure actual your friends, friends. <laughs> how about that that's that's me because i watch a little bit of 90210 every day and i just leave it on while i go take a shower or like it's just all the time it's just very comfortable anyway mm. you i was going to use my plug time to suggest a couple of ways that you could get into the WNBA if you're interested. The first is the WNBA All-Star Game, which is happening on July 27th, and it will be... This is another thing that I secretly love about the WNBA. Things are really early. (laughs) The All-Star Game is going to be at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. So it will be nationally covered on ABC, again, that's Saturday, July 27th at 3.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. ESPN will cover the Skills Challenge events the night before on Friday at 7 p.m. What is that? Skills Challenge? They have, like, for the NBA, they have, like, the, the dunk contest and the three-point contest. And, like, they have, like, technical drills that you do. And, you know, it's kind of like they rate you. Like, it's like a basketball beauty pageant, but beauty has nothing to do with it. It's all about skill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If you if you want to meet some of the stars, so to speak, um, that would be a good access point for you because they're all stars. Okay, okay. Marissa, you should go to WNBA.com. Our listeners won't be able to by the time this comes out, but you should go to the WNBA.com um, and vote for your all-star favorites. Okay. Um, so this might be a good starting point. It should be noted, too, that you should watch every WNBA All-Star game that you can because in years where there's a Summer Olympics, they don't have an All-Star game. Instead, that's the period that the Olympics are happening and players go and represent their home country teams okay. in the Olympics, usually, because they're so damn good. Mm, okay. So the other thing that you could do is that Twitter is actually broadcasting some games if you have cbs sports as part of your cable package they're playing a ton of games but also nba tv and espn 2 are playing games as well so sit down you know give a look see what you like i like the uh las vegas aces and then i think right underneath that the dallas wings 
don't ask me why. I'm just kind of like, I just like those two teams. And at first I was like, oh, the Aces. I look like a person who's into like the best team out there. But they're not the best team out there. So I was like, all right, I feel a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to feel like the Aces. I look like a man who's obsessed with gambling. <laughs> I, do, I, do I? That wasn't even a good joke. I really thought you were going to say that. <laughs> I thought you were. No, uh, if that was the case, I would pick the sun because I am so bright and cheerful. Because Bohegan Sun, y'all. I go there a lot with my family to eat their buffet. Anyway, that was nice. I like that. I like that this show came from a man, not from me. Yeah, thanks. So, guys, give it a chance. <laughs> At least one one game. Can't oh, hurt. The other thing that I wanted to say is, to the person who was like, why does he want that? <laughs> The yeah. other thing that I think is is worth you might also be sitting at home and you might be an economist and you might say, well, seventeen dollars to watch one hundred and thirty four games sounds very nice, but I can't watch one hundred and thirty four games anymore because they're over. Well, technically, you can go in the past and watch them, but I don't know why you would necessarily want to if it was more than a day or two old. But the truth is, the money that you give will go to benefit the WNBA, which is a business, and they need to stay open. And so that's another good reason. Just support women in athletics by. You know, maybe go out, buy a shirt, get a league pass, that sort of thing. So that was just the last thing I wanted to mention. Thank you, Barissa. Marissa. I called you Barissa. <laughs> Whatever. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> He's a very sincere person, y'all. Anyway, um, so he means this. He's not pandering to the female population. I was going to say female generation, but that didn't make sense. Anyway. They're coming. Uh, I think I'll give it a chance. I used to want to play basketball when I was little. And then that was before the WNBA existed. I'd be like, Daddy, I'm going to be the first girl in the NBA. Then the WNBA started, and I was like, cool. And then I was like, mm. And then I forgot it existed. <laughs> Another thing that's kind of interesting about it that I think you might enjoy is, like, I went to a private school when I, like, I went to a Catholic private school when I was in kindergarten to, like, third grade. And mm-hmm. uh, and I, what I always thought was interesting, and I know that this sounds stupid because you're like, Pete, you were a second grader, but I did find this kind of interesting. The ways in which you would stay within the boundaries of the uniform but deviate enough to sort of like add some style to it yeah and so in the WNBA some players wear their shorts a little long some wear them a little short uh some people have stuff in their hair some people don't some people have nice goggles or glasses or something that they might be wearing while they're on the court oh I would like to see the shoes and that sort of stuff I think that's kind of another interesting way where you get to see somebody express themselves in some interesting ways what I also find kind of funny is that if you watch basketball, NBA basketball, you know that people make a big deal out of the guys coming into the stadium and what they're wearing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, And they don't seem to do that as much with the women, but they dress a lot better. So that's also worth <laughs> checking out. They don't really cover that on the broadcast, but you know, if you start following some teams on Twitter, you might see some of that. That's I'm going to cool. go ahead and stop because I could just keep going all night. <laughs> Well, but thanks guys, for listening, everybody. Give us a call at 570-PODWOD1. Uh, slide into my DMs at Wrist Vandal. Or follow us on Twitter. Twitter, we're at Y'all Heard Pod. And, uh, yeah, we updated the Patreon. We have an exclusive out there for Mike and, and anybody else who wants to join. <laughs> And, and guess Marissa, what? It's so exclusive. I don't even know how to access it. Marissa has to donate in order to be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Uh <laughs> Hey guys, have a nice day!